Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the YouTube channel and the podcast version. Hope you are all having a fantastic day today. We got a little bit of NFL news, which it seems like we're starving for at this point with a, a different offseason of really no camps and not a lot of movement. Dalvin Cook is officially threatened to hold out. There have been a couple of running backs we've been waiting to see if the threat was going to be there out of running backs that have just performed very highly and usually the trend like a Melvin Gordon like Le'Veon Bell, although not the same situation. It is important to call that out. There's an extremely different caveat here, and there's a bunch of different caveats when you factor in Dalvin Cook is younger, two years younger than Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon when they held out, so he has more leverage, quote-unquote leverage in that department. It's a totally different backfield and organization, of course, so that's different leverage, and there's a totally different collective bargaining system in place that is drastically going to impact the decisions and the outcomes of this event, which we're going to get down into in this video, so be sure to stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, we have the first holdout. The other one, as I sort of hinted at, there's going to be potentially a couple of holdouts. The other one is going to be Joe Mixon. And now Joe Mixon can do the exact same thing very shortly. I do believe that Joe Mixon has a little bit more leverage, but overall they're playing under the same brand new collective bargaining agreement or the exact same collective bargaining agreement that's going to take effect for this free agency period and really just in general for these running backs trying to negotiate their, their newer contracts and their second contracts all for those rookie deals. Now we're not going to really talk about Joe Mixon in this video unless he does indeed hold out and follows the trend of Dalvin Cook at this point, and they unite together, even though they already have a union. But anyways, we're going to really just discuss how this is going to impact Dalvin Cook, what the specifics of the holdout are, how I see it transpiring out, what I think the verdict is going to be at the end of the day, and how I'm handling Dalvin Cook when it comes to your drafts. Because I do realize people are drafting right now, whether it's for dynasty formats or redraft, I realize that. Now, at the end of the day, I think that this is mainly going to impact your redraft formats, but there's no question it impacts dynasty formats. Anytime a running back changes teams, a lot of things get thrown into it. Dalvin Cook maybe is not anymore a, a top five or six dynasty option for you in your startup dynasty drafts. Dalvin Cook right now maybe is not still a top three or four option for you because he threatened holdout for your redrafts. I'll explain where I am on that process throughout this video, but let's start to get into it based on some of the basics of what this holdout is actually meaning for Dalvin Cook specifically. So I'll pop up the tweet right now of Adam Schefter, the Schefter bomb, the Woj bomb version of the NFL comes through last night. He says Dalvin Cook no longer will participate in any team related activities until he receives a reasonable deal was the first source. And then he had another source that told him he's out. A source toward ESPN without a reasonable extension, he will not be showing up for camp. So that begs the question, what is a reasonable extension? Lately, running backs want the top end money. Melvin Gordon last year thought he was worth the number one pay in the league. And I think he ended up getting like the seventh most expensive contract once he actually hit free agency and went to Denver, which obviously was nowhere near what he was intending to do. And then he hold out. So you missed a ton of a year of incentives. Well, he held up for half the season. Le'Veon Bell, you missed the entire year. And now you're in your 27th year of the NFL or 27th year of your life. And you're just losing the peak of your running back abilities. Well, Davin Cook doesn't have to worry about that. He's not 26 like Melvin Gordon and Le'Veon Bell. He's just 24 years old. Now, when the season comes, he will be turning 25 and playing through that. But the former second round pick at least has age on his side of this number, but he's now trying to get a new deal a year before he hits the free agency market, very similar to what Ezekiel Elliott was pushing for during his holdout that ended up actually ending four days before everything in the season started off is when Zeke was able to come off the plane and get back into the NFL and play for week one. So what does reasonable mean in Davin Cook's mind? Well, then it came out later on that he's looking to make the David Johnson type money, which at that time was the most expensive contract in the league, but right now would rank in as about the fourth most expensive. And to be honest with you, if we're just trying to uh, put blinders on, it's a fair deal. Right now, Dalvin Cook is making $1.33 million. He's worth way more than that on a team that ran the top five most times last year for a running back that was a top three graded overall running back by pro football focus. The issue that comes in for Dalvin Cook is the changing of the guard in the NFL where teams are realizing, man, these big contracts, they're not working out too well. Let's look at two of the worst five contracts.
contracts maybe in the last five years in the NFL and that are currently in the league. Todd Gurley, when he signed this contract with the Rams, and David Johnson's egregious contract that he's trying to compare himself to. I mean, maybe a word of advice for the lawyer and Dalvin Cook specifically is not to compare yourself to the contract that you want David Johnson's because that is arguably one of, if not the worst contract in the league right now that the Cardinals and honestly the Texans, for some reason, Bill O'Brien takes on a lot of that, are having to eat in dead cap space right now, which is just brutal for any organization. But there's no doubt in my mind, and it really shouldn't be a doubt in your mind, that yes, the media is going to construe this as a player is holding out, he's being greedy, and then there's going to be people who think, no, this player should get more money. I see both sides of it, but I think this player should be getting more money. There's situations where guys are making $10 million and now they want to be getting paid double that amount, right? You're in the Dak Prescott range where he's getting already offered him to be the most expensive quarterback in the league, but he wants more money. And I understand the player's perspective. You only got a decade in this league if you're a quarterback and maybe a decade and a half. If you're a running back, you might only have three to four to five years in this league. Get your money and get out. That's my opinion on the matter. Dalvin Cook's only making $1.33 million this year in the final year of his rookie deal. But there's a lot, a lot of threats if he does hold out. It is very dangerous for Dalvin Cook. The brand new collective bargaining agreement throws a huge wrench in this matter for Dalvin Cook, not even talking about the other leverage the team has just based on the other available talented running backs in the Minnesota backfield. The brand new collective bargaining agreement right now would mean that instead of being an unrestricted free agent next year for Dalvin Cook, if he was to hold out, he would become a restricted free agent. Well, Sal, what does that mean? What that pretty much means is that the team still controls his rights. So instead of Dalvin Cook playing through this season, right, getting his 1.33 million and then going to test the market, the Vikings can obviously offer him a contract but he gets to test the market of 31 other teams and see what his best deal is, get people negotiating against each other and driving that market number up for Dalvin Cook potentially. Well, his rights will be restricted and it will be the exact same situation next year where Minnesota can say, okay, you can go test the market or the more likely scenario is Minnesota says, hey, we're going to offer you this. You can't go test the market. And now you're in a situation where you either take our offer or you just don't play another season. And that's the risk for Dalvin Cook right now is the new collective bargaining agreement and the collective bargaining agreement new caveats, I guess you can say, that are in place are... Dalvin Cook, if he holds out, he can't just go to free agency next year. He can't say, I'll forego the $1.33 million because I think I'm going to make that much more and it's going to be worth the holdout if I just get to free agency next year, um, which normally doesn't work out for players. And if you just think about the math on that, it really doesn't work out to just forego it. But the risk there is I get hurt this season. I don't perform that well this season. Somebody takes my job this season. Now I'm not going to make as much next year. I'm trying to lock in that money right now. If I hold out, the last image of myself in these people's minds is being a top three to five running back in the NFL during the 2019 season. And that's all fair. And that's the leverage that Dalvin Cook is trying to portray, but the fact that now he would have his rights restricted next year since he's still on this rookie deal entering into the final year of it just blows all that out of the water. If you're Dalvin Cook right now, the leverage that you're trying to play is threaten the holdout, which he did, and he has the right to do that. And I think it's the right decision at this point for Dalvin Cook to at least threaten it, not actually do it maybe, but threaten it because he has no leverage at this point. And the other reason why he has no leverage is because of the backfield that the Minnesota Vikings have built up behind him. Look, there's four other running backs on this depth chart, all adding up to make $3 million total total. Dalvin Cook's making $1.3 million, which is not a lot of money, but these four other backs are all making $3 million total, and there's a lot of good and talented running backs behind him. And we can just look at a couple of the backfield competition pieces behind him right now. The two major ones, the first one, Alexander Madison, a former second round pick who's just going into his age 22 season, and he's only due $675,000 this year in the second year of his rookie deal. Last year, Madison played on 22% of the snaps. You can see some of the stats right now on the screen. He had 100 carries for 462 yards and a touchdown, and he did see 12 targets, which he had four 
receptions in a game when Dalvin Cook was hurt later in the season. So he did flash that ability to at least catch the ball if indeed he was ever needed to, barring a holdout like this one right now for Dalvin Cook. He did see seven or more total touches in nine games last year. He saw eight or more total touches in seven games last year. So he was active. I mean, the guy was ending up playing in some games upwards of 40 to 45% of the snaps, usually when the games when it got out of hand in the second half. But Alexander Madison was active on the field every single game, pretty much getting five or six touches. He actually outworked Dalvin Cook in yards per carry, which is a pretty crappy metric, to be honest with you. But Dalvin Cook pretty uh, clearly outworked Madison when it came to yards per touch. And Dalvin Cook is clearly the better running back. Yards per touch, 5.5 to 4.9. But another guy in this backfield who's entering into the final year of his contract, but he is actually going to be a restricted free agent, which means that the team does control his rights next year if they want to make him his offer first, or they can set him free into free agency, which is the exact thing that would happen to Dalvin Cook if indeed he did hold out. Again, he would go from being an unrestricted free agent to be able to test the market freely to now being a restricted free agent, which is not good for Dalvin Cook's situation. Before we keep going through this very nice and deep analysis, if I do say so myself, please do give me a second of your time, hit that like button and smash the subscribe button. Smashing the subscribe button is totally free, a way for you to support me and it allows me to reach more people. YouTube says, oh, these people are engaging with the content, subscribing within the video. Let's show to more people then because they must like that content. Let's get back to this fantastic breakdown of the Dalvin Cook holdout. Another guy in this backfield is going to be Michael Boone and Mike Boone enters the final year of his deal before he becomes a restricted free agent, a three-year contract where he's only 24 years old. He's the same exact age as Dalvin Cook, right? Alexander Madison is two years younger. So these guys are naturally just getting paid a ton less money. He's only making $750,000, Mike Boone, that is. But Mike Boone has been good. I mean, last year, he only touched the ball 66 times, but he's been a a preseason phenom. And last year, in those 66 touches, he averaged 5.6 yards per touch, which was more than Dalvin Cook and would actually rank top 10 in the NFL if it was a big enough sample to qualify for that on those 66 touches. And he showed flashes of upside, just like Alexander Madison has, but Madison's more of this bruising back who's powerful, can break tackles. Boone's more of the elusive type runner, picture maybe like an Aaron Jones or so. And what you get out of Mike Boone, week 15, 16, 17, once Dalvin Cook got hurt is when Boone started to play a little bit more. In week 15, he had 13 carries for 56 yards and two touchdowns, 17.6 fantasy points. In week 16, he gets a big workload and kind of lays an egg, but then he bounces back in week 17 with a huge game of 17 carries, 160 yards and a touchdown, 24 fantasy points. So you have these two running backs back there, and then you have even more depth. There's still two more running backs that are actually talented guys in this backfield. So Dalvin Cook's leverage goes from, okay, let's look at our cards right now. Let's put them all on the table. How can I personally have leverage over this organization? You look at some past running backs and who is the only one who had success? Ezekiel Elliott was the only one to have success. Why was that that he had success? Let's look at it. Well, Ezekiel Elliott, arguably, you can say that he should not have gotten paid. And I'm going to continue to say that players should continue to get paid and push to get paid because I think that they're putting their bodies on the line. But that's just my opinion. But if you're from the Cowboys organization, they could have not have paid the guy. But the way that you look at it is they built up this fantastic offensive line two years ago to feature the running game. Zico Elliott had been at that point, probably the most consistent. And even to this day right now, the most consistent running back in terms of not missing games, showing up, doing his job and getting the job done. So he checks those boxes of they built their offense around the running game. Check. He's been extremely good and really fantastic in the NFL. Maybe the best running back in the league at that point and consistency, definitely the most consistent check. And there was no depth really behind him. They did have Tony Pollard at that point, but it was not the Tony Pollard that we know him to be today after he has an entire season in the NFL. At that point, he was a rookie coming out of Memphis, which there was high hopes for him, but like any rookie coming into the league, they're very hit or miss at that time. So the Cowboys are looking at this and saying, man, our offense is very much built on this offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott and the running game. Can we put Tony Pollard in this backfield and feel comfortable? And at the end of the day, based on them paying Ezekiel Elliott, no, they could not feel comfortable with that. And it makes sense because they just didn't get to see Tony Pollard play in the NFL. Sure, he could have been great in college and he looked good in the NFL, but there was no there's a lot of uncertainty there. Whereas they've seen Mike Boone, the Minnesota Vikings, they've seen him play in the NFL for a few years now. 
They saw Alexander Madison play in the NFL last year and have a lot of success on his overall 105 to 110 touches in the NFL last season. He had success. He looked good. He lived up to the potential of where they drafted him. Same exact thing goes for Mike Boone in terms of how good he has looked in the NFL. So the leverage there when it comes to uncertainty of the backfield that is going to be behind your potential holdout running back in Dalvin Cook in this situation, it's just not there for Dalvin Cook. So you have just no actual threat when it comes to you holding out and that impacting the team's running game. Sure, Dalvin Cook is probably the best running back in this backfield. And I say that he is the best running back in this backfield. But can they patch the pieces together? And is it a big enough hit that it actually makes the team go from a playoff contending team to not being in the playoffs at all? In the Cowboys case, I would say, yeah, not having Ezekiel Elliott is going to push you down and not really change your win total by two or three games. But in thinking it, at least on Jerry Jones' side of things, man, this is going to impact us in the playoffs. This is going to impact us getting to the playoffs. For Dalvin Cook's case, I don't really see that as much of a huge issue. And I think that's what the team is probably thinking early on here. So you have no leverage when it comes to the new contract negotiations of, oh my God, now you're not going to be able to actually be a free agent next year. And that's the whole point of this thing. So no leverage there. The team would actually hold your rights an additional year. So you're going to be just knocked down in that regard. There's no actual leverage in your backfield specifically because you are the most talented running back back there, but that doesn't mean there's not other talented backs. And there's four of them and really three good talented running backs in this backfield behind Dalvin Cook. So no leverage when it comes to that department. And then the other piece of leverage is that you're you're making $1.33 million underpaid in my opinion, but now trying to ask for like 10 X plus of that amount and getting that David Johnson type money. It's, it's not a fantastic look because it's just such a wide range of where you want to go from. If he was already making 6 million and now he's like, I just want to be making double this amount. It's easier to comprehend if you're the organization, they're dishing out another five or $6 million. It's a lot of money, but it's nowhere near the amount of a guy going from right now on your books, $1.3 million to going to $12 million is a huge gap, especially at this specific point in the offseason after free agency, after signing all of your drafted players, all that type of stuff. And I'll put up now Dalvin Cook's contract on the board because you can just pretty much see how underpaid that this guy has been. And that's the deal with rookie contracts, especially like the newer rookie contracts where Saquon Barkley is taken so early in the draft in the first round, like he's going to get paid good money because he was a first round pick. But you have to remember Dalvin Cook's a second round pick. And that's really the way to do this thing. All the running backs this past year, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, uh, DeAndre Swift, all these guys outside of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they got taken in the second round. So the money that they're making is going to be similar to a guy like Dalvin Cooks by the time that their rookie deal is up. And you can just see this. Like last year, Dalvin Cook balled out as before the injury, he balled out in those 14 games as arguably right there with uh, Christian McCaffrey as the best running back in the league up there with Derrick Henry as the best running back in the league. Like those three guys, when you factor in the overall skill set of what they were doing last year, and he made barely $1 million. $1.04 million is what Dalvin Cook got paid last year to be a top running back in the league. But that's the contract that he negotiated at that time. That's what he agreed upon. And that's just what the selling point is at running backs. It's a very sad and dangerous time to be a running back in the NFL. If you're young right now and want to be a running back in the NFL, I mean, honestly, all the power to you. I'd be terrified to play in the NFL at this point with the concussion history that I personally have. But you might want to start considering becoming a cornerback becoming maybe a quarterback itself or just some other piece of the offense because at this point running backs are very quickly becoming when a guy who Dalvin Cook and this is going to be a very strong standpoint on this when a guy in Dalvin Cook is potentially a top five running back in the league right now and the team just goes eh, we don't need to if that's what happens in this situation that is a terrifying image for all other running backs currently in the NFL looking for contracts Joe Mixon Saquon Barkley when his contract is coming McCaffrey just got paid and that really wasn't questioned at all because he had been producing but even then people in the no running backs matter community 
were saying this is a little bit interesting and we'll see how this deal goes because the same thing was said for Todd Gurley and David Johnson oh these guys are fantastic they'll pay off the money and then they don't pay off the money because it's very hard to be consistent and once you get one injury it could really just ruin your entire career and the peak of your career between the ages of like 24 and 26 27 years old at the running back position and then you could see he's just set to make 1.33 million dollars right now on this contract and it doesn't look great and Dalvin Cook again he produced last year I've been just saying a top three running back overall but this is what he did in 14 games 68 percent of the snaps you can see the stats on the screen right now 250 carries for over 1100 yards 13 touchdowns he caught 53 of 63 targets for over 500 yards this guy compiled up over about 1650 yards in 14 games and a guy who there was really no sure thing about his pass catching ability proved a lot of guys wrong last year by catching 53 balls in 14 games and becoming a game flow independent back like the likes of Saquon and Christian McCaffrey and nowhere near that type of a pass catching skill set but he at least flashed the ability to say I can do these types of things I am versatile to the extent of where he ranked 10th in reception 6th in receiving yards amongst running backs 4th in evaded tackles he was 8th in overall carries and 2nd in fantasy points per game only behind Christian McCaffrey with 20.9 he was an absolute beast last year and if you're sitting there and you're Dalvin Cook that might be the best season of your entire career let's just say that on a per game basis and it was really a special season for him if you take out Christian McCaffrey's insane year and record breaking year Dalvin Cook was the most special running back last year in the 14 games that he was actually playing and that's the leverage and that's the premise on the argument for Dalvin Cook to say I'm holding out I'm worth more than 1.33 million you're telling me that I made 1 million dollars last year and you're only going to give me a bonus of three hundred thousand dollars three hundred thousand dollars to you and me sounds like a lot of money but in the NFL going from 1 million to 1.3 million dollars after you have arguably a top two to top three running back season at your position in the entire world last year that's not the greatest of bonuses when there's a bunch of other guys in the league right now making five to ten x what you're making making five to ten to fifteen x what you're making and then I should also at least point out the durability issues which also go against Dalvin Cook I mean he's had injuries throughout college and then also he comes into the NFL as a rookie and he tears his ACL he misses 12 games in 2017 in 2018 he has the hamstring injury and he misses five games overall and then last year he misses two games with the shoulder so it's been just injury after injury in his first three seasons Dalvin Cook right now has missed 19 games in the NFL that's not a great track record and that's not something that's going to also help you so now you continue to just add up all these knocks against him right the the injury and durability concerns the team's not going to like that that's not at least going to weigh as a benefit for him the talented backfield that is younger than him and much cheaper to pay than him at this point in his career that's not a great knock against him there's actually threats behind him that can just take on the job and proven threats with Mike Boone having a couple years Amir Abdullah having a couple years and obviously the second round pick last year Madison having one year in the league and showing that he can do some things number three the amount of money that he wants is just an astronomical number compared to what he's currently getting so that's hard to just fit into your books now they can obviously fit it into their books but it's harder to just imagine where to come up with an extra 10 million dollars for Dalvin Cook and then number four the new collective bargaining agreement that pretty much just says hey Dalvin Cook if you hold out this year we still own your rights next year and you can't test free agency the thing that you would want to be doing if you were to hold out in the first place so it just makes no sense for Dalvin Cook to actually go through with this holdout the verdict for me before we get into the fantasy side of things on how I'm going to change my rankings the verdict for me is that it's an absolute terrible time to be a running back in the NFL oh my god Sal they're making millions of dollars well honestly they're making million to maybe a few millions of dollars and at this point you can see it right now yes Clyde Edwards Hilaire went in the first round but running backs are just being taken talented guys Jonathan Taylor would have been a top 10 pick probably five years ago he goes in the second round DeAndre Swift would have been a first round pick 10 years ago Cam Akers would have been a borderline first round pick and these guys are going into the second round so that just tells you right there they're getting paid much less money when they go in the second round and they're pretty much just rentals for three or four years we're going to rent you then we're going to draft another guy we're going to rent that guy for less than a million dollars a year less than half a million dollars a year for the first two or three years and then we're going to go get another guy and that's a scary time to be a running back in the NFL so it makes sense for Dalvin Cook to say I can't go down this trend I'm 24 I just went off my peak season I'm in the peak of my career I need to get as much money as I can and when he's seeing this deck stacked against him after 
all those reasons I just listed on why this is no leverage for him, the only thing you have left to do at that point, if you're Dalvin Cook, to gain any type of leverage for yourself is saying, I'm not playing. I'm not playing at this point. So if you want to do all these things to me and not pay me money and not actually reward me with what I think I deserve, or at least want to hear me out for that, I'm just not playing if you don't want to talk at this point. If you think these guys in this backfield are better than me, because they're not, this guy did this, this guy did this, sure, but I did all these things. They're not better than me. I'm not playing at this point. And I respect that. And I think that is the right decision for Dalvin Cook to threat the holdout. When it comes down to it, though, if he does not get to camp, if he is not in camp and he holds out through camp, he doesn't have to miss five games into the season for him to become a restricted free agent next year. He just has to miss camp. So that's the part that just stinks for Dalvin Cook. So for Dalvin Cook this specific season, I do not think holding out benefits him long term in his career. I do think the threat of the holdout is the only way for him to gain any sort of leverage. Honestly, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, all you have to do right now is say this threat holds not much weight behind it because of all these factors that we still have. So we don't really care. We're not going to pay. And if that's the business decision that they want to make, then that's fine. And then it's up to Dalvin Cook to see if he only wants them to hold his rights for this year and play through this year or for two years and skip this year and then try and renegotiate next year, which doesn't make much sense for him. So I do think that Dalvin Cook and his agents, if they have any sort of thinking, and I'm sure they're very aware of this whole situation, that he's probably going to threaten hold out up to the last point that he can, which is probably a couple days into training camp. And if he still doesn't have a contract by a couple days into training camp, that piece is going to trigger where he becomes a restricted free agent next year. And that ruins any chances that he has next year of testing free agency. So I do think Dalvin Cook plays a full season this year. But as the time goes on, I will start to dock dock him in my rankings. He's my running back four right now. I'm not changing that specifically today, but after a few weeks, if there's no positive news coming out, I'll start to put guys like Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry ahead of Dalvin Cook. And if he starts to not even come through through training camp and he is looking like he's going to skip the entire season because missing training camp means now you're a restricted free agent the next year. So there's no real reason to put your body on the line and potentially get hurt and not be able to renegotiate with the same exact team, which again, this doesn't really make much sense for him to do that. Well, then at that point, I might say he he honestly might miss the entire season right now. He might pull a Le'Veon Bell because he has no benefits of playing this year outside of making $1 million. And if he doesn't wait that $1 million all that much as he waits his emotions and negative emotions towards his team, he's not going to play this year. So that's the concerns there. I start docking him at that point outside of maybe behind Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, those types of names once training camp comes. But for right now, he's going to stay steady for me. And as like every single week or two goes on until camp, I'll start docking him below a couple of other running backs in my top running back rankings, which you can get those top running back rankings down below in the description. And you can also check out down below some other things that I have. But the biggest thing is hitting the like button, smashing the subscribe button and tapping the notification bell. That is my verdict on the Dalvin Cook situation. Those are all the little caveats to it. Hopefully you enjoy this video. That's how I'm going to be approaching ranking him throughout the offseason. I think it's an interesting situation. I do agree with the player that you should hold out because he has no other way to get any sort of leverage. He needs the media to somehow get on his side in this. So maybe that can help a little bit. But at the end of the day, there really is no leverage there. You can threaten the holdout and get this little Fugazi Fugazi actual leverage. But at the end of the day, once the dust settles, you have no real leverage after that. So I do think it's the right thing for him to do. But at the end of the day, I don't think actually going through with the holdout is going to benefit Dalvin Cook based on all the reasons that we talked about in this specific video. So hopefully this video helped you. Hopefully it allowed you to kind of know the whole situation here because a lot of people just like to say, and it's the wrong thing to say, this is the same thing that happens to Le'Veon Bell. This is the same thing that happened to Melvin Gordon. On the high level in terms of running backs should not be getting paid as much, or at least the NFL thinks that running backs are not as valuable. Yes, it's the same thing in terms of the high level, but on the actual specifics of it, no, the collecting bargaining agreement has different caveats. You're looking at different teams, different backfields in terms of your threats, right? Because I can just say, this is the same exact situation as Ezekiel Elliott, right? It's it's how you want to phrase it. If you think he's going to get paid, you say it's the same as Ezekiel Elliott. If you think he's not, you say it's the same as these guys. And that's not the right thing to do. You have to look at his specific situation. So thank you for tuning into this one. Hopefully you enjoyed it. My full draft guide is going to be out June 15th for the NFL fantasy football season. So if you watch to this point, be sure to check that out. It will be in the description of all my videos come June 15th, which is less than a week away. I'm fully, fully excited. And you'll be able to get it for just a measly $10. I've been spending months on this thing. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight, the people above who are sponsoring the show, you'll get it for 10 bucks. So be sure to hit the like button.
button, subscribe button. The running back top 25 rankings are also linked down below. You'll see Dalvin Cook has not yet moved as of me recording this video on this specific date. So if you're watching this in August and you say, hi, why is he still there? It's because I'm recording this video in June right now. So hold your horses, check the timestamps. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button before you go and leave this video. My name is Sal and I will see you in the next one.